Hello, everybody. Welcome to Friday's episode of Cow Daily, your daily look at the dystopia as we pull away the threads and the strands. I'm aware there's a lag. There's always a lag on this. So I'm talking some filler until people join us. I see you're starting to join me already. Um, let me know you're about in the comments, good people. This week, week? It's not Cow Weekly. This is Cow Daily. Today, we're going to talk about um, the way union people, and in this specific case, Dave Ward of the Posties, um, are treated by the media and the kind of line of questioning, but also um, it's a good opportunity to talk about the Posties. Also, Palamine, he's a CWU rep. He's coming on next week from the picket lines, and he's great crack. So really looking forward to welcoming pickers to the show. Um, what else are we doing? Um, a little bit on Brexit, um, something that struck us from question time last night. Um, and it wouldn't be a daily show if we didn't, on the daily, point out um, what the hell is going on with the Labour Party. Listen, I get that I talk about this a lot, but they're doing a lot. And the way I look at it is this, right? If we don't keep an, an historical record of all of this stuff, it'll get lost. And I mean, I'm not saying that we do anything other than make a small contribution, but it's a contribution. And I fucking feel like it's so important. It's so important that we hold these people accountable because where exactly is the accountability coming from? So if not anybody else, we'll have to do it. So there's a bit on them and it's a belter this one. Well, a belter if you like lies. And people appear to, so who who knows? Was in the house, say up was. Slaz in the house, sorry, Slaz. Um, what is Dave Slaz saying? Amazon exec gets ripped to shreds by Labour MPs over working conditions and select committee hearing. Don't know about that, mate. I haven't seen it. The best part was when the unions were mentioned. Send us a link, mate. I've not seen it, like. Um, wouldn't mind seeing it. That would be cool. Um, in the time on a tradition, patreon.com forward slash cow daily, patreon.com forward slash cow daily to make a regular contribution to our work. Also, if you would like to make a one off contribution, links in the description for PayPal as I dalek my way through this one. Right. What, what should we get into? I think we should get into this one big dave in the absolute motherfucking area so let us just get across to this right hold on a minute it's not sharing it properly sadly right just have to do that again apologies for that but technology is a thing just bear with me here we are we're back again so this one is Dave Ward from the CWU Union on the BBC. Um, you can probably guess the rest. Here it is. It's been announced that Royal Mail workers are to stage six fresh strikes next month, including on Christmas Eve in their long-running dispute over pay. Let's speak to the General Secretary of the Communications Workers Union, the CWU, uh, Dave Ward. This is going to ruin... Uh, Christmas, Christmas cards, uh, Christmas presents for millions of people, isn't it? Well, let me first of all correct you. It's actually a dispute about change. Um, so postal workers up and down the UK, 120,000 of them, are facing the biggest ever attack on jobs, terms and conditions 
and the services that we provide to the public. And what I'd say to your viewers tonight is you really need to take notice of what's going on here. Um, if people thought... Forgive what, me, what I, I realise workers, no, I, I realize worker conditions are yeah. uh, as part let, of the bundle. But, but well, I, just wanted, no. I just wanted to say it is about pay as well, though, because the Royal Mail we, say that they've offered 5.5%, but there are conditions attached in terms of restructuring and everything else. Surely it is I'll, part I'll of tell, it. I'll tell you what it's about. And what I'm saying to you, the disputes that we've announced are about change. We have got a dispute on pay uh, and we have made some progress on pay. But if you let me finish, be absolutely clear, this is about an attack on jobs, terms and conditions, which makes P&O what happened there. Uh, this is P&O on steroids. What the company want to do is end daily deliveries and we're there defending the service. Uh, they also want to make sure that they bring in other workers, get rid of existing workers and bring in new workers on lower terms and conditions, 15 to 20% less than what postal workers currently get paid. And, you know, we can't accept that. Now, what I would say is we desperately want to reach an agreement. Your, your viewers know what postal workers are like. They're good people, decent people. And what we're trying to do is negotiate an agreement with a company. But because of the company's mismanagement of the finances over a period of time now and huge mistakes that they've made, that's very difficult. But what I would say is, our objective is to reach an agreement, and there is plenty of time uh, to do that. And we're up and ready for further negotiations with a company, and that will be our priority. Uh, and hopefully, you see, you, you we can see, avoid those strikes. Mr. Wall, I mean, the company would argue, wouldn't it, that your industrial action is costing it millions, a million pounds a, a day, and this is not the way to actually sort of reach uh, any settlement with the workers because the company simply won't be able to survive if it carries on like this. Look, you're wrong again. I'm sorry. What's if you research your facts? What's cost the company a huge amount in finances? Then is then given away over 567 million of a 758 million well, well, actually, pound I'm, I'm only quoting what the company has been saying over, I know the, last, you're over the, the last company, few weeks and months. I'm, when I, I have been... right. Just want to cut in at this point, right? This is a journalist, right? And he's interviewing the general secretary of a major union. And his response was, well, we're only saying what the company are saying. So is this confirmation that they only parrot the company line? Because like, as a journalist, you're supposed to like do your research, know what you're talking about. And I think this like speaks to um, the kind of treatment that people in unions get. It always seems to be the boss's talking points coming out of the mouths of these journalists. Now, let us know in the comments um, why you think that is. Like, what are the reasons that these journalists appear to only have one setting? And that setting's hostility towards people like Dave Ward. Um, be very interested in your thoughts. Um, and I'll come back to you after we've moved on here. Following well, no, so I'm, I'm putting the company line to you, Mr. Ward, that's all. Yeah, well, you should be putting my line to the company. There's too many of these well, interviews quite, quite where happy you just to, put, if they'll come on. You just put, no, sorry, you just put the questions that the company give to you. And I'm saying to you, the company are not acting with integrity. They're not telling the truth. This is about major shareholders fighting over the future of the Royal Mail Group. And our members are paying the price for huge mistakes that have been made by the CEO 
and the ball. And we're not going to put up with that. Now, what we would say is the people here who are fighting for the service, the very thing that you have mentioned, we don't want to be on strike at Christmas. We want to reach an agreement. And we're going to do everything in our power to reach that agreement. Would you, will you, will you meet sure the company at ACAS? Again, I, I, I'm putting what the Royal Mail is saying that you've refused to go to ACAS. Look, we, you're, you're obviously not aware of what's been going on. We've been at ACAS. We're still in ACAS. We met the company at the weekend. We'll continue to meet the company. Over Sorry? all the issues? Over all the issues, yeah. You, you need to research your facts properly before you start asking me questions about that. Well, well, again, I've just been reading what the company has said that you refused initially to go to uh, ACAS. But, uh, so right, that's enough of these. That's enough of it. Absolutely, utterly, and completely do, trying to do a hatchet job on Dave there. And Dave is not having it. And I'm loving the fact that we're seeing working class people getting up there and pushing back. And as the likes of Mick Lynch, et cetera, say, refusing to be poor. Like, it, it's it's enough now. Do you remember during the austerity, um, well, austerity still going on, but the Cameron Osborne period, where it was like, oh, I'll just be for a while, don't worry, you know, we've just got to, like, pay this thing off. Now it's the black hole. It was the deficit then. And as we'll see Labour, Labour on, later on, the Labour Party are four square alongside the Tories on this. I mean, they'll make a big scene, but when it comes down to it nothing's going to change we've seen that and i mean if you want to know more austerity is a choice it's a video on the on the channel cow daily on youtube check it out um audio files spotify and apple podcasts also let's see what you're saying media medusa 42 quality name in terms of the one setting for the media i know our ceo has previous links to the media which is why our dispute was variously vilified or ignored by the media um, which dispute, Media Medusa? Are you a postie? Uh, let me know. Uh, Jacqueline is saying they're not even trying to be fair, these journalists. Well, they're not, and it's not really about that. And when I see people um, crying about the BBC and whatever, I have went through different shades of emotion because I really like Six Music and I like um, BBC Four documentaries, and they do some really good stuff. Aye, fantastic. BBC News is a fucking scourge, though. Like, the absolute state of what goes on there is, well, it's well-documented, um, not, like, out in the wild, like, like it should be, but I guess people here know what it's all about. Carlos is saying... From previous information I've read, the mainstream media are parroting establishment propaganda under the threat of having access to ministers and briefings withheld. I believe this even applied to The Guardian regarding us joining in the st stone and rotten fruit thrown at Corbyn. Um, you believe correct, The Guardian um, were the worst. I mean, let's get away from, I think, framing this as winning an, ele winning an election. What it was really about from the BBC, The Guardian, and establishment media it, well, it, what it did, it removed all hope from people living in poverty. Um, and I'll never forgive that, ever. I don't give a shit about elections and numbers and whatever, but it's definitely about getting food in people's bellies. Um, we need to, you know, I say this a lot and I'm going to keep saying it. We need to get away from numbers on the screen because, you know, yesterday we did, did a bit about, oh, you know, well, unemployment is going to rise to 
4.9%. And then I think it was going to drop to 4.1%, like up from 3 point whatever it is right now. Firstly, that figure will be a load of shit. There's so many people who just aren't counted on those figures. Um, and also, unemployment is not a vector or a measure of poverty now. There's a huge amount of people on universal credit who are in work. Like, I think the majority of people on benefits are in work. That is a subsidy to these companies like Asda and other people who aren't paying the money. Just on that, actually, I thought it was hilarious. Labour's like committed to some kind of £10 um, per hour so-called living wage, whereas the Tories have like attacked them from the left at the budget yesterday, and it's like £10.45. Absolutely buzzing. I love shit like this because I'm a weird politics geek and I hate the Labour Party. It's fantastic crack for me. Uh, Bob Grady, I've stopped watching the news as my blood pressure couldn't cope. And that's why we'll lose a door shit together every day, Bob. <laughs> we are the news, my friend, together. Uh, right, what else? And I'll see if I can come on, scroll yard. No, nah, doesn't want to. Never mind. So, them's the posties. As I said, me pal Pickers is coming on on the 24th from the picket line on this show. Um, it'll be fantastic crack. We might actually do it a bit early that day because I think obviously they're on early. Um, because if you're watching, mate, I expect um, things being burnt in old like metal metal drums and stuff like that, like full on evocative of the minor strike. Get yourself a uh, copper helmet and like square up to a busy that kind of thing. Grow a beard. That'll be top top news, pal. Um, but looking forward to speaking to you soon. Uh, what do we have? Um, if you would watch this stream on youtube that would be great we're trying to monetize the channel and also if you haven't subscribed yet that would be magic and um, also tell a friend to tell a friend um just want to acknowledge some people who've helped with progress um some of the reviews are fantastic that we've been asking good people to go and do on apple podcasts one here from leah d or leah die which one is it leah d Incredible podcast, five stars, keeping up to date and on topic with current affairs. A must listen to learn and help understand the truth around UK politics and issues. Very informative and on trend for what needs discussed each week. That's just such a wonderful thing to say. And thank you. And please, it's not just about um, we're growing and progressing. Um, whenever we read these, it, it it's just a real nod. Because obviously when you start out something new, which is what this is, I mean, we haven't even found our format properly yet. Um things like that give you just like right we're on the right track people want this and i'm just really appreciative and i know alice is too so thank you um another from beradin167 i must listen if you care awesome podcast give me all you need to know about the state of politics in the uk in the 21st century peace in the middle east thank you my friend always sweary always relevant i am trying to like cut that back besman 77 top political news discussion passionate ranting show from the north of england speaks the truth admits when they're full of it recommended that's important, man. Got to admit when we're full of it. Um, just stop oil me. me a couple of apologies of the week. One example of many. Top. Love this podcast. Good mix of information, discussion, and humor, especially if Geordie thereabouts. JNM plus N. Thank you, my friend. If the Geordie accent is too much, let us know. Um, because we want to be heard more than anything. And I'll go a bit more senti borrel like this, guys. Okay. Uh, essential listening. Roka Bianchi. Step out of your comfort zone and listen to the important topic of the day that affects us all being discussed in an open and honest way we all live in an echo chamber of sorts so podcasts like this are vital to getting a more balanced view of things oh and it's really funny too thank you roka bianchi and 
you are clearly a, a Sunderland person. Listen, if a Geordie can get people from Sunderland talking like that about them, we're on to something. So let's keep cracking on. If you would like to um, help support what we're doing, the link's in the description and a five-point walkthrough on how to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. A few people are saying it wasn't immediately obvious, so we made it obvious. So link's in the description of this and everywhere you're listening or watching to this. Um, thank you so much for everything that you've done and all of your help. It really is appreciated. Let's move on to the Labour Party being absolute rotters now because that's one of the favourite topics. That's one of the best. This is Rachel Reeves, who's fast turning into a pantomime figure of evil, um, at least in my mind. The manifesto Check. back in 2019 was a 50p super tax rate, uh, super income tax rate of 50p on people earning £125,000 or over, lowering the threshold of the 45p rate as well uh, from 150 down to £80,000. Are those well, things that you would still stand by were Labour to get, labor to get into, par, into uh, no. government? A very simple answer. No, it was in our 2019 uh, manifesto. We ditched that under Keir's leadership. Right, so anyway, here's Starmer. Um, this is one of these, like, I'm really nice, please elect me. I'll continuity Corbyn candidate. This was from his leadership lie to her. Made our party the party of anti-austerity, and he was right to do so. The party that would fight cuts to public services. He made us the party that wanted to invest more heavily in our public services, and he was right to do so. And we must retain that. We build on that. We don't trash it as we go forward. Fucking <laughs> hell, man. Like, it's just every day a new one pops up. Every single bloody day. So anyway, Reeves, um, she has said, oh, no, I've just got rid of all the 2019 manifesto. Which parts didn't you, didn't you like? Probably all of it, but like at the time you were off like, oh yeah, yeah, it's like well is in the background doing everything you possibly could to stop any kind of election victory, you and your pals doing the bad things. And here you are, it's all worked out just as you wanted it to, your shadow chancellor again. So as long as your shadow chancellor and your leader of the Labour Party Starmer, that's all that matters. Fuck everybody who's been let down by absolutely everybody in a position of power, everybody, all of them, even the ones we like, even them. Right, Labour again, bastards. Uh, so anyway, I just wanted to drop that into the show because I couldn't let that one go, but I'm not going to harp on it today because we've got plenty of other things to harp on, quite frankly, like this. Um, first of all, I thought this was a, a last that used to go to one of our raves. Absolute double of her until she opens her mouth and it's blatantly not her. But I was like, is that her? I'll not name who it is, but like if you're watching, you'll know who it is because that is your doppelganger, mate. Absolutely the same. So anyway, let's see what this is. This is about Brexit and it was from Question Time last night. And... It's very interesting what the Tory here is asking people to do. When are we going to start talking about rejoining the single market? <laughs> very quickly, I'll start with you. So, 
as I say, Germany, Italy and other countries in Europe are facing higher inflation than we are. The United States... And higher growth than we are. Well, I'm not sure that's Well, we, we, we are the only economy in the G7 to have a smaller economy than before the pandemic. Yeah, and, and the reason we're having to take these steps now is because we absolutely need to um, address some of these international factors that we are seeing. Well, what, what the lady there is saying the Brexit, is, is about Brexit. But with, with Brexit, I mean, that, you know, we, it's, that happened six years ago. The referendum result was six years ago. I think we've just got to look forward. We've left the EU. It was in accordance with the referendum. And as I say, the fact that other countries are facing these same pressures suggests that there are factors, and indeed the OBR... Um, has set out that it's international headwinds that we are facing that are causing these problems that are having impacts for us here at okay. home. Let me take another question. Yes, the man there in the blue sweater. That's, that's not good enough to say Brexit happened six years ago. The consequences are still living with us. Ago. And I can tell you that I am an exporter and I, my, my business is still existing. I'm hanging on in there. I, I'm determined to trade with our closest and biggest market. I'm no interest in, in trading with Australia or New Zealand. Brexit is a factor, and two main parties aren't talking about it, but we're talking about it, and BBC journalists are starting to, to question politicians about it, and it's about time we got this out in the open, because Brexit is... It, it, we had a vote, we had a, a marginal decision in favour of leaving, whatever that meant. It meant lots of different things to different people, but um, Brexit... It, it's a disaster. It's a disaster for our economy because we, if, we're going, if, if growth is not a new thing, we need to grow, we need to export, and we need to export to our biggest and most obvious market, which is 20, just over 20 miles away across the channel. And can I ask what your business is? Tell them. Get them tell, pal. Tell them. Interesting to see the ghoul who um, runs Question Time now, like questioning Tories when it's safe to do so. Um, where was that energy before the 2019 election? Strange times, isn't it? So we've got like Tories here telling people to just move on. That was six years ago. What on earth is that? The effects are only just big, like, I mean, they've been happening, but they're really happening now. And yes, they are intertwined with um, things that are happening, like the pandemic, which is still ongoing. Cost of living scandal still ongoing. So all intertwined. But Brexit is absolutely wrecked. Wrecked Britain. So here's some more, right? Just on what the ghoul who runs that show was saying, um, the, here's the chart. So this is the BBC chart from the OECD. Uh, UK's economy is lagging behind the G7. Quarterly GDP growth from quarter four, 2019, to quarter three, 2022. United Kingdom, the only economy referenced here to experience negative growth, that's 0.4%. Germany, 0.2% growth. Japan, 0.6%. France, 1.1%. Italy, one8 Canada, 2.1%. The United States, 4.2% growth. So the Tory caught in a lie there. Unsurprising. Another 
new EU forecast recession starting in Q4, quarter four for the EU as a whole and the Eurozone, consistent of no, minus 0.5%, then 0.1% in quarter one. Then return to growth in quarter two, a relatively shallow technical recession. It says graphs there on the screen if you'd like to pause it and interrogate yourself, help yourselves. So as we can see there, clear evidence that um, Brexit has had an, an additional impact on top of the impacts that every other economy referenced is experiencing in every economy on the planet. I mean, we haven't even factors in, in climate change and everything that's coming as a result of that either. So, you know, being honest, open, there are these competing and overlapping crises, but the the way that they're trying to just x out brexit is the way that the labor right are just trying to x out the 2017 election result it's the same kind of energy it's denial that never happened didn't happen didn't happen it's like no no that the effects aren't happening it can't possibly happen and it's happening to everybody else like no you know brexit and it's just like it'll be good there's opportunities it's a load of shit. and it's really interesting to see people try and defend it now um I'm not coming from this from some some kind of like ultra remain. I was never that. I was a tenuous remain voter who understood that without the protections from the EU, as we're experiencing now, and the forthcoming and ongoing bonfire of regulations and our workers' rights, we needed that. And we could work to reform it from within because it needs huge reform. It's an abhorrent neoliberal project. And we see a hell of a lot of the bad stuff that it does because um, we're not caught up in any of these remain or leave cults. Um, truth should just be based on evidence. Like, truth isn't your opinion, man. It's like, I mean, this fact is based on lived experience, but we need hard, hard evidence. And that guy there in that clip there, man, he's like, businesses are on its arse. Like so many others, I've got friends whose businesses are suffering heavily because they can't trade 20 miles over the channel and, and unlock. We've got to join, rejoin the single market, but Labour are the ones who could lead that charge. But even then, they're pretending to all of these FBP Remain people that they courted who put Starmer on a pedestal that it's just like, oh, no, we're not going to do that. And they're doing this whole, oh, yeah, like, well, we'll just see what happens after the election. It's Starmer's still my boy. <laughs> it's just mad. It's pure cult behavior. And yet we are the ones called a cult. It's crazy, man. Crazy. We do not meet the hallmarks of a, a cult. Cult people do not look at their own bullshit and go, yeah, we got that wrong. And quite often with people, that is seen as um, a weakness. Man, that's one of the biggest strengths anybody can have in life, being able to admit you're wrong. None of these fuckers are going to, though. Anyway, um, not used, by the way. I'm going to take some comments. News aren't the fuckers. The fuckers are the, are the establishment. I love yous. Anyway, what, what's, what you're saying? Zoe is saying what you're saying. No matter how they spin it, people are finally waking up to what a bad idea Brexit was. I think you're right. I think I'm seeing that as well. But the problem is people's egos amplified by just being part of something. I mean, it's really um, it's really a big part of the human psyche that we just want to be part of something, man. We want to be involved in shit. And quite often, I mean, you see this, like you get these people on our social media who are just like, like running interference for the labor right now remember you between 2017 2019 where you were like yay we're all part of this big team and 
Well, not really, are we? Because we were there on principles and it was like a possible vehicle that we thought might be able to get like some food in people's bellies. Bellies? Belly, belly good. It, we thought that that could be something that was worth our time, so we put our heart and soul into it. But then when we realized that the ghouls had won and wrested control and black people, we fucked off. Like, we're not part of a cult. We're a cult of truth based on evidence. There you go, if you want to call it that. But it's mad. Like, where I'm from, right, in Gateshead, there's a phrase, whoever smelt it, dealt it. What that means is the people who, um, like these, who have a history of being bad people, pointing the finger, they're the ones who who let off the big stinking farts. And on that bombshell, have a belt a weekend. I shall miss this over the weekend. But to be honest with you, I've been ill this week and I've just been trying to like turn it on um, to get the show out and we've achieved it. But I need a fucking rest, man. Like I was... I've had three hours sleep every, every night this week, something like that. I'm spewing up. I think I've copped some kind of virus or something, but hey, who knows what it is. I'll be taking a test after this, actually, and you know what for? Whether they work or not, who knows these days, but got to try. Um, love you, mates. All the fucking very best to us, and I'm going to really try not to say fucking when it's not, oh, why fucking very best? Terrible times, isn't it, when you swear too much, but... That's it. Have a great weekend, chaps. Um, keep your notification bells on. And also, please do tell a friend to tell a friend. P-A-T-R-U-N.com, patreon.com forward slash cowdaily if you want to support the work. Thank you so much to everybody who is. Um, you give us life. See you soon. Bye-bye.